Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Jeremiah 29:11 is on everyone's favorite scripture list. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, to give you a future and a hope. The challenge is that often we want all the details of those plans ahead of time. If only we could be content to just do the next thing God is showing us without knowing steps 2 through 20. You won't want to miss this. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Psalm 95, the radio outreach ministry of the National Christian Choir from the greater metropolitan area surrounding our nation's capital. I'm Kathy Bowman, your host for this weekly time of worship featuring scripture, commentary, and the inspiring music of the choir, all designed to encourage you in your faith journey. And I'm delighted that you found time today to join me here as we explore what it means to follow Christ step by step, listening for His still, small voice that guides us being ready to step out as He leads, without necessarily knowing the whole plan He has in mind for us. Sometimes I think God does us a favor by not showing us the whole picture of what He has in mind for us. If He did, in some cases, we might be overwhelmed and too scared to even take the first step. That being said, the greater concern I feel in stepping out as God leads is generally the fear of not knowing where He's leading us. And that's a trust issue. Either we trust that God has our best interest at heart, or we don't. Either we trust that He sees our potential and wants to prosper us and give us a future and a hope, or we don't. Bottom line, the very best next thing we can do is trust Him and surrender our will to His.
As I was preparing for this program, I was thinking about how Peter, Andrew, James, and John responded to Jesus when he asked them to follow him. Here's the account from Matthew 4. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Now, I don't know about you, but I probably would have at the very least asked, uh, where are we going? And if transposed into today's culture, we'd not only want to know the where, but also the when, why, what, and how. We'd want a list of short and long-term goals, a map, and a TripAdvisor recommendation before we'd take the first step forward. I'm afraid many of us may approach following Christ that way. And sadly, then, we miss out on God's best for us because we fail to step out in faith and follow. I admire those disciples who just dropped their nets and followed Jesus at once and immediately, as the text says. Following by faith is not for the faint of heart. So often we want to see the big picture when God asks us to do something. And if he doesn't oblige us in that, we hesitate or bow out altogether. We don't understand the concept of just doing the next thing God asks us to do, and it may not be something we want to do. We may even feel that it's beneath us in some respect. But I've found that obedience pays off. Sometimes God just wants to see if we'll humble ourselves to be faithful in little so that he can promote us to much, as the parable in Luke 16 says.
feel we have to see the whole picture before we'll say, yes, Lord, and take the first step toward what God's calling us to, we'll most likely not get anywhere. A life of following Christ is one of trust and obedience, of faith and confidence in Him. Hebrews 11.1 says, Faith is the assurance of what we hope for and the certainty of what we do not see. Let's hear that last part again. Faith is the certainty of what we do not see. So a walk of faith is not necessarily going to be one in which we always see the big picture. In fact, we may not see much at all. But as we hold on to God's hand, knowing that He's promised never to leave us or forsake us, we can move forward in confidence. In Matthew 6.34, Jesus says, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Today has enough trouble of its own. Now, that can seem troubling for those of us who like to plan and figure things out in advance and be assured of where we're going and what we're doing. But Jesus isn't saying that we shouldn't plan ahead. He's saying we shouldn't worry so much about our plans and what we've got lined up for the next 25 years. We can have those plans, but we need always to remain malleable in His hands, remembering that He's the potter and we're the clay. And he can change things for us in the blink of an eye, according to his will. Thank you.
There are certain situations in life when it becomes imperative for us to just do the next thing. If we've experienced a loss, perhaps of a loved one or a job, if we've been sidelined by a major illness, if life has thrown us a major curve, it can seem like our world has fallen apart. Or maybe our goals and dreams just seem too far out of reach. It's taking too long, so we become discouraged and wonder whether they will ever become reality. That's exactly when we need to focus on the next thing. We can't sit back and wallow excessively in doubt, fear, self-pity, or any of the other negative emotions that vie for space in our brain. If we indulge those thoughts, we wind up sinking deeper and deeper into an abyss of apathy and inertia. Instead, we just have to focus on the next thing to do, which could be as simple as fixing a meal, paying the bills, taking the dog for a walk, taking yourself for a walk, actually going to that Bible study you've been thinking about for weeks. The point is, step out, do something. Ask God to show you one thing to do, rather than asking Him to show you the whole picture of how the rest of your life is going to unfold. Rest in the fact that God's holding on to you, and you can go to Him at any time, and He will be there for you. I go when there is no one else to turn to. Who do I talk to when there's no one who wants to listen? Who do I lean on? Foundation stable, I go to the rock. I know that he's able. I go to the rock. I go to the rock. Storms are all passed over. Where do I run to? When the winds of sorrow threaten, is there a refuge in my time of tribulation? When my soul needs consolation, well, I go to the rock. The solid rock I stand Where I need a shelter I go to the rock When I need a high 
hiding place When I'm facing tribulation When I need some consolation When I need strength When I need wisdom When I need courage When I need a friend When I need the Holy Spirit I go to the rock When I need a shelter When I need a friend I go to the want to close with a personal example of how just doing the next thing has played out in recent months with the National Christian Choir. We all know that these have been uncertain times due to the coronavirus. After our choir tour to Florida in early March of this year, we came home to restrictions on gathering that affected our ministry as well as all the churches in a multi-state area. And singing, particularly in choirs, was targeted as one of the most dangerous activities a person could engage in relative to the virus. Suddenly, all future concerts were canceled and there was no place for us to meet and rehearse. Fortunately, in early February, we had given our singers the music for our new recording, as well as rehearsal CDs to use for individual practice at home. But it was like we hit a brick wall. And I know that many of you listening today can identify. I wrestled with what to do, and you know, I just had to focus on the next thing because any future plans seemed pretty bleak. I first focused on this radio ministry. I knew we had to keep that going, and we could do it safely. Next, I focused on how we could possibly produce our new recording given the shutdown. After three postponements, we were able to get a date for recording the orchestra, with players sitting socially distant and most wearing masks. Then on to the next thing. How could I get the choir together to practice? About that time, some of the restrictions eased a bit, and we were able to hold our first rehearsal in months in an open-air, camp-meeting-style tabernacle. We wore transparent, full-face shields, sat apart, and sang softly, which we're still doing. Then some outlying counties in our area permitted churches to reopen, so we found two that would permit us to rehearse in their buildings, following all guidelines. The next thing to focus on was a place to actually record the choir. God miraculously opened a door at the very church we were originally scheduled to record in. We had one date that would work, and it was open on their calendar. The rest is history, and that album is now available to order. But at no time in the process could we see the big picture. We could only concentrate on doing the next thing as God led us. As we finished up the recording process, we still had no future concerts scheduled. Then a large church in our area opened its doors for us to hold two Christmas worship services. I'll give you more information on those in a few minutes, but the point is, just do the next thing. Walk through the doors God opens for you, and don't worry about the big picture. God's got that. Trust Him. Well, we're all out of time for today, but let me quickly share some important information with you. First of all, we invite you to attend in person one of our special Christmas worship celebrations this Saturday, that's November 21st, 
at International Community Church in Frederick, Maryland. Services will be held at 1 o'clock and 5 o'clock p.m. To reserve your seats, just call our special reservation line at 240-344-4497. There is a seat reservation fee of $2.50 per person. A love offering will be received for the choir at the service. Again, the reservation number is 240-344-4497. Or visit our website to reserve your seats at nationalchristianchoir.org. Again, nationalchristianchoir.org. Once again, this is Kathy Bowman thanking you for joining me today. Be sure to tune in again next week as we worship together here on Psalm 95 with the National Christian Choir.